This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Two, three, four. If you're looking for advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn she'll try just a tip and you'll be on your way. With Megan Batoon on Friday. Welcome to Just a Tip, an advice podcast hosted by me, Megan Batoon. This podcast has become heavily relationship-based in terms of subject matter. We always talk about our past, and I'm sure I've talked about my guests today in a previous episode. And I figured, how fun would it be to have my very first boyfriend ever on the podcast, followed immediately by all the ways that it might go awry. But then they decided to do it anyway. Alan, hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. How interesting. I also have thought about the ways that this could go awry. It really could. But as long as we like tread lightly, I think we'll be fine. I met Alan when I was 14 years old, and I didn't know anything. We were both learning at that point. <laughs> you were 17? Um, I was a, a senior in high school. Yeah, I would have been 17. Right. So wait, 14, 17. That's actually not that much of a difference, because every time... I was in high school and people were like, you're dating a senior. And I was like, yeah. But on the reverse side, <laughs> to you, they would be like, a freshman? I mean, as we spoke of before, we I definitely dealt with some things. Uh, <laughs> I think you're still via, going through them, it via, looks like. Via our teachers, via uh, your mom, who was... Oh, yeah. You know, didn't love the idea of that. She loves you now. It took time. It did. Wait, so yeah, I had Miss Mamula in fifth period or something like that. And she her name like, is like very representative of yeah. how she looked and how she acted. She, she had to have been, what, like maybe 35, but like up to more so. And sure, then but her hair like matched very curly. the rest of her. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the theme of her was sphere. <laughs> she was one of those teachers that... Um, wanted every person in her classroom to know regardless of what type of like student that person was that she was the boss of the class yeah and so to each person she would dominate that interaction in some mm. way and to you it was very kind and very like mothering right she was always yeah. trying to protect you and for me it was like she saw me as a little devil boy little devil boy <laughs> but that she liked like it was a little bit endearing it wasn't like yeah she was trying to you know screw me over in some way or like pry us apart but she wanted to make sure that if it was going to happen that I was going to be like, I don't know, refined by her. And were you? I guess this is a little bit more like broad spectrum when looking at um, teachers in general. But you know how no matter what grade cycle you're in, whether it's middle school, high school, whatever, there's always like those two, three, four teachers that you yeah. look back on. Even if all your interactions with them, even a majority of them weren't successful or like how you wanted them to be, they like made an impact. Mm -hmm. Hers is one of those for me. Really? What did, what did she impact you with? I don't think it was anything she ever like did or said. <laughs> it was a clipboard and I had to <laughs> right. go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm into stuff. Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> she was just like a, like a tough love figure. So it's like someone who you might think is treating you in a way that's unfair to you. But then in like hindsight or just further down the road, you see it in for what it was, how she treated me and what she was doing for me in a, in a broad scope was what I like took with me moving on. 
She Miss Manuel, if you're out there, I miss you. I love you. <laughs> she would tell me when you would skip school, and it was like before I would know that you were not Every there. Day. Anytime the Eagles lost, you just would never show up. That would mean I had perfect attendance. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, were you guys like making out in class and no, stuff? No, no, not no, no, in no. one time. I remember there was a restaurant. Um, oh Jesus, we were there. Gators we, Dockside. Yeah, Gators Dockside in Lake Mary, Florida. When we walked in. First thing I thought of. The, okay, so yeah, so Gators Dockside is this this restaurant, this very fun family restaurant. Like, if you think Florida restaurant, this is exactly what it is. It's like wood everywhere, taxidermy gators. It's just there. Irene so you, ate gator tail there. You did for the first time. For the first time, yeah. it was a very big deal. I was really excited. But it, that was not even the best gator you could have had. And Alan added me <laughs> about it and said it was just popcorn chicken. It is very popcorn chicken esque. But this is not about the gator tail. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is about you two making out. Continue. And it's also about the wings. I do want to let everyone know the wing night is so good there. It's like $7, and you can get unlimited wings. That's your number one memory, and everything else follows Agree. That. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember I was I must have been 15, because this is I, I had never had my first kiss before you. So I didn't know anything. Oh, my God. But, like, skipping the first kiss story, and, like, now I'm comfortable with making out uh, clearly in front of Jesus. everybody. Um, I remember like really just like being in that moment and then like having one of the servers come up to us. It was right next to the arcade machines and they're like, excuse me, this is a family establishment. If you could maybe not do that, that would be great. And I've been scarred for life. And I've, I, I think since then, not been into PDA. I think that broke me. Maybe. It could have been that. Could be too much, but I don't think it is. Also in that same parking lot, do you remember like uh, being in my mom's car and yeah. it, the battery dying? Yes. If we were we were just kissing. This is very, you know, we were young and being Backseat young. kissing or front seat kissing? Front seat front kissing. Front seat kissing. Oh, okay, in, in like over like the console. It was kind of... <laughs> what kind of car are we talking? It was Pontiac a vibe. vibe. Yeah. So you guys were making out in the front of the car. Uh, I was wearing a blue shirt and a, and a like a white tank top on it. I had a red Lacoste polo on. Yes, I know this. You guys are looking at me like, I know what happens next. <laughs> like, what were you wearing in the Pontiac vibe? In the Pontiac vibe? It, it was a Hollister polo and uh, flare jeans. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. <laughs> it was 2005, yeah, you Or the 70s, witch. I guess. Yeah, wait, what happened? How did, well, the, the, did somebody get a jump? The reason that story is like... No, because that was a, uh, the time when your mom, you had to be home like... You yeah. Know, if you were home f a minute late, it right. was like I didn't see you for a week. Mm -hmm. And so we're in the car, and again, this is very like it was innocent in its own right. But we yeah. we just had like the AC on and like the the without the car on AC and the radio. And then I was like, oh crap, we have to I have to take you home, which was like literally five minutes, minutes from away. where we were. And I go to turn the key, <laughs> and we we're both like, oh no, because we had had small episodes of like t you know like walking a fine line of almost getting in trouble with her mom like I was trying to repair my relationship with her like slowly and surely and this was like a oh no this is like there's no because whatever the uh, remedy was to that uh, situation was going to take a long time. Yeah. Whether it was having her mom come pick her up, which is like wasn't on the table, <laughs> you know, having Tony or someone come pick you up or jumping the car. I just remember like Megan getting out and running. <clears throat> yeah. I was towards... like, that's what I would have done now. I was like, how I don't, I you forget. Ran? Well, yeah. No, was... you ran to the people across from us to oh. get their jump and we jumped the car. Oh, okay. I thought you just meant I ran home and I was <laughs> like, that's what I would do. Did you work? Did you get home? Did, did what happened? Yeah. I don't, rem I, we, I probably got home l after curfew. Yeah. 
Yeah, we jumped the car and uh, it was so weird. Your your mom was, she, she like picked her battles so bad with me because stuff that, remember, was like not that bad, I would get hell for. And this, like, we were like, oh no, I'm like shaking, waiting for Megan to text me like that I, she can't ever see me again. And she's just like, oh no, she was fine. She had wow. dinner waiting for me. I'm like. That's good. Yeah. yeah. She Damn, probably got caught, yeah, caught up with the sweet potato or something. Thank God. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's wild. I can't remember like a lot of how things ended. <laughs> what a I dream. I, I guess I block a lot of things out. So I'm glad I didn't get in trouble for that. What was your curfew? I could only imagine it being like 10 p.m. Yeah, it depended on the night. If like we had a, if she had a reason to be out, it could be pushed. But it was like nine, ten. Nine? Yeah, I could. So I was like a very strict. Like I did. I didn't get a lot of like privileges. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, the first. You remember the uh, the Olive Garden incident? Which one was that? Remember, there was so. Do you remember the first time that uh, your mom met Tony? Oh, well, oh, that was at Olive Garden? Yeah. I don't so, remember where we went, but I remember being in a car and being very scared. So <laughs> Tony, that's a mutual friend of ours, probably talked about on this podcast before and seen in many pictures. Tony! Uh, Tony! Tony. Um, my number one. He. Um, my number one. My number one. <laughs> number three. <laughs> He, we were at a Lake Mary prep sport, a basketball game or a Seminole one. And we decided to go to another one. Remember Tony was like, yeah, oh, to see Joey's game. Right. And Joey's Tony's brother. Yeah. Your mom was at Olive Garden and you were supposed to be dro- getting dropped off there. To Why have was dinner my with mom him. at Olive Garden? I don't remember, but she was definitely there. <laughs> she has better taste than that. <laughs> and the Listen, whole time. Listen, don't shit on Olive Garden. You had that this is, this is like my one moment to like, if Michelle Misty ever listens to these. To That's like, my mom. To like you know, state my case to to some of what happened before. But I, the whole time was like, guys, this is a bad idea. Her mom's been like very, you know, strict about this. There's like, I don't have a lot of leeway with anything anymore. And Megan would always be like, no, it's good. We're good. We were with Grace. And she's yeah. like, oh, we're, it's good. And we get there and like Megan's mother comes out and her eyes are <laughs> like Michael Jackson thriller. Like just, she was ready to kill me yeah for this sure this is the window story this is the window story and my mom had not met tony yet and at this point in my life i'm not allowed to be in the car with boys so it's tony and Al- tony's drive driving alan's in the front seat grace is my best friend and her and i are in the back seat of this like uh to- toy what's a scion what is yeah, that yeah, car? Scion. it's a small little car and so my mom comes up through the window is like telling Tony to roll or Alan to roll down the window. I don't quite know. Yeah. And then she just starts lodging this, just yelling like at the top of her lungs. And we're all frightened. And I don't know what to do. I get out of the car, I, I'm sure. And then do you remember anything that she said? Because I don't. Um, it, it was like, it was just more like character based. She was like, how could you do this? Like, you know that, um, you know, Megan being where I need her to be is important to me. You've already screwed up. Like there were like some, there were some, and in my head I'm like, but I was the, I was, I didn't want to. I was not the little devil boy. (laughs) Right. And then it's funny because after my mom had yelled and had made this entire scene, uh, the next time that she saw Tony, she like wouldn't let him leave her sight without him eating a full plate of pasta that he made. Yeah. Tony will tell this story way better, but (laughs) I was there. I was there. And um, she offered us food, and Tony very clearly and very politely said, no, I'm good. I'm full. I already ate. And she's like, okay, I'll get you a plate. And he just <laughs> kind of looks. Which is like looks... the most Filipino thing in my mom is absolutely white. <laughs> and she like, and Tony looks at me like maybe he misspoke or like, he like <laughs> question, like his his eyes are like, did I say that I wanted some? Like, am I going crazy? And she gets him like the fullest plate it's of big. like the most filling food possible. Oh my God. Yeah, it's literally, I think it's just like buttered pasta, like pasta, butter, and salt and pepper. Yeah, my... she was, it was a power move. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you he end up eating it? Eat this. I think he had to have. I think he had to. It's, You've known each other for how long is it now? Oh, I was 14 and I'm 27 now. Over years. half my life. Almost. I 2005. Mean, almost, almost half my life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was really weird. Well, it's crazy because, like, Alan's seen everything like I remember when I was like trying to do like a standing backflip for the first time and I could never get it and I had a park in my in my like cul-de-sac and I don't even know why I like trusted you to just watch me because like it's grass like I could have broken anything and so I was like I'm gonna just work on this and I think you were like you got it yeah no I remember there was a few times that um you had like when you were in your cheer uh, stage that you had like certain things you were working on and like for some reason we just ended up at a park because you had some, you need to find those highlight reels of you busting on some of those. I know, I don't have them. You don't? I I used to record myself, I would put my camera on the grass and then just start tumbling like doing backflips and backhandsprings. She has like stuff that's worth like Tosh.0. I know! She like, I'm talking face (laughs) into the dirt, she stands up and spits out grass. (laughs) Like, I do two. I'm standing in the grass, and then I do two back handsprings in a row, and then I do a back tuck right after, which is a backflip. If you don't know, you're but you terms. committed to it. Like hands never came off her legs when she like slaps the flip, <laughs> yeah. and she just like cannonballs into the grass. Oh, my, I land on my face. I don't yeah. land on my feet, my hands, because I'm still pulling with my hands. My, and so yeah, I lay, <laughs> get up and I spit gra- actual grass out of my mouth, and then I turn the camera off, and I don't have that footage anywhere, and I'm. So 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 sad about it. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, there's a lot of first. It was fourteen. Yeah, I remember that back tuck or back tuck story too. Next, because to I that. landed and yeah. I like turned around and we were both like, "Oh my god, that's yeah. crazy to be able to do." I could never do it now. Well, okay. So, what's do you guys have like an embarrassing moment together? Probably. Aside from Gator's dark side. Besides from Gator's dark side. That was side. a really embarrassing moment. That was an extreme. I mean, probably pe- when people found out you were dating a freshman, it was probably embarrassing. Yeah, I I don't know why. I didn't. I never really had a problem with that. It was just kind of one of those like sounds so cliche, but like those you know, you know. Like at some point, I didn't have. There was no decision making because I was sure. Because when I was in high school, I was like very fickle and. I don't know, high school. I was a high schooler. I was non-committal or you jump from one thing to another, whatever the case may be. If it was something I wanted to go forward with, you know, it was something I could always consciously say yes or no to. And this, when people would be like, is she a freshman? That's crazy, blah, blah, blah. I was always like, yeah, I don't know what to say. I d- there isn't like another option for me. So it was never really oh my embarrassing. God, my heart. So, okay, this might be like a too much question. So if you don't want to answer it. Uh-oh, strap him. Um, what was like for each of you? Yeah. What was like... The thing that was like, you know, when you like at at one point you two were just strangers. So what was the thing that made you be like, I have a crush on this person. I have a crush on this person. And like, how did that start? Right. I I feel like I had just moved. No, I was just starting high school. I think you were working at Cold Stone is when I actually met you for the Mm -hmm. first time. And I was like trying to be cute or something like that. And I made like an absolute fool of myself somehow. I think I like asked you to race me or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Which is my best pickup line. Hey, race me. (laughs) 
I know I don't know you, but you're cute. Do you want to race? There's me? a little bit of context there. I was in high school. I was like, I was on our track team, and that's kind of what I was known for. And so she had known me from that, and so wanted to put out like a, you know, there was like there was a, yeah. it wasn't just well, like I a random. Known, well, I didn't know you really, but I knew I must have known that you ran track, and you like went by the flash because you were super fast in high school. And so I was, I <laughs> we was talking about Alan senior superlatives. Shook his head at me. Senior superlatives. I got most athletic. I got most creative. My sister got most attractive. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) So we got the Flash, and we got the girl who wants to race the Flash. (laughs) That's not my credential. And you were always referring to me as, like, Peter Parker or Spider-Man. Yeah, because you look like Spider-Man a lot. I was, like, obsessed with the the original, not the original Spider-Man, but, like, yeah, the cute Spider-Man. Until he got weird. What? Remember number three? Oh, well, that's not him anymore. No, no, no. The the third Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire is... Oh, I don't even remember that one. He wears, like, the black eyeliner. Oh, yeah. Who's... Yeah, yeah. yeah no, we don't like that one. But, yeah, so... Yeah, he's like... The, he looks like a Panic! at the Disco backup. <laughs> I, I I don't like that Tobey Maguire. But, yeah, I don't know why. I was just trying to, like, be cute, which is, like, the... I did not do it. And then I think I fell and scraped my knee and, like, looked really bad. Oh, gosh, that's another great story. Me the almost chopping off one? your finger, yeah. Who actually... Okay, I told this story, I feel like, multiple times. And now I'm so glad you're here to defend yourself. Because sometimes I'm like, Alan sliced me. It was all your fault. Well, sure. <laughs> I I don't know I don't know how I'm going to defend myself. This was like... It wasn't a date, but it was like the first time that you were going to hang out with me outside of school. Right. And I think somebody had a birthday party or something, and it was an ice skating arena. Um, for those of you that haven't heard me talk about it in in the past. And apparently when you're supposed to ice skate, if you fall, you're not supposed to have your hands outstretched. You're supposed to fall with fists. For this reason, you might get your finger sliced off. Because people have <gasps> blades on their shoes. And That's right. All around you. So I fall, and then I just I feel cold and hot at the same time, and I just see red everywhere. And I was like, this doesn't look about right. And then I look down, and I see that my pinky is fully sliced open, and I'm just openly bleeding. Yeah. And I think... For I don't know why my mind was always like you sliced me open. Do you? Did you? <laughs> I looking back on it, I think it was. I thought it was Sonoma. Okay, that's. I think that's what's uh, our friend Tony. I think he had mentioned that it yeah, also it wasn't was, you. It wasn't me. No. Okay. I well, think for a while I also thought it was me, just because you always thought it was me. But now, <laughs> now that I think I was about projecting it, my pain yeah, onto you. Yeah. Alan was also my first and last um, prom date. Freshman year and senior year prom date. I'll put those pictures on the website. Oh, my God. Cute. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you had that. What was it? Well, the first one was lilac, which I, I loved the lilac color. That was cool. Yeah. And then the, the second one was like, <laughs> dude. I, I got a little weird after, oh like, because I was, I was when I was a freshman, I knew nothing. And I was like, oh, I only know what, like, general beauty is. And I think that this is, like, innocent and... It looked I, I love pretty. That thing, yeah, yeah, I was very young, but it was it was classier. And then like as I grew up, I just got a little bit like more rebellious in my fashion. Like I have like a yellow, like a platinum blonde streak in my hair, and I have like jet black and platinum blonde at the same and time. And the dress, what do you call that pattern? I paisley. It was like a blue, like almost like royal blue, like cerulean paisley dress. Like, but it had yellow. like eight different colors. Mixed it was into really it. wild. Yeah, and I looked bad, and, my <laughs> and tie, I gained so much weight. And my tie matched it. Somehow, spot on. Yeah, that was nice. Oh, my God. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I can't wait to see that picture. <laughs> I guess we didn't answer the, 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 the first question, though, which was what what was the thing? Oh, oh, how did oh yeah, the question. Of course. How did y'all, like, 
start the crush on each other? How oh did that happen? God. When did you know? When did you know? Yada yada. Comment. It, I like you were just so cool, and like you would walk through high school, and I was just like, man, like I've never felt like this before. I just feel like because I I've never felt like actual emotion before until this point, and. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. No, but like, you know, the first time that you actually really like someone. And then it like I would always just wonder. There's a Dashboard Confessional song, which I always thought like never made sense until I felt this. But there's a lyric that's like, uh, I, I wonder what you'll wear. I know just what I'll wear or something like that. And so I would like do that. I would go like, what? Is that, was that blue? What's that? A, yeah, a something about blue. Yeah, blue. Yeah, yeah. I think I think blue is a good color. I don't know. What's the lyric? No, she always wears blue because he she asked him to wear red or whatever. But he always wears blue. Is it is it screaming identity? No, 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 no. I think it's called like so shirt. Type in Google. Um, sh- he or she always wears blue and dashboard she, confessional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And remember to breathe. That's a song. Yes. But I would do this. I would like think like what my Alan wear. And then like I would wear, I would pick my outfit based off of what I would think you would wear, which is like the most insane idea because I would never do that now. And I don't even know why I would do that then. Cause like, why would you want to match? Somehow she's wearing plaid and so am I. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For whatever reason. Um, we both have on an instinct shirt. <laughs> I'm crying. Uh, I try on my blue shirt and she told me she liked it once. She wonders what I'll wear. She knows just what she'll wear. She always wears blue, so sneakers or flip-flops. I'm starting to panic. Remember, she asked you. Remember to breathe, and everything will be okay. Oh, my God. Goose my bumps. heart. <laughs> this yeah. song means nothing to me. It it's, it's, so it's a so great beautiful. song. You would, yeah, you would it's like a, it. We'll play this clip right now. This is the part of the song that we're talking about. I try on my blue shirt. She told me she liked Uh, what a beautiful song. Stunning. The, any, any Dashboard Confessional song takes me back in like instantly. Yeah. But to answer your question even more, I would uh, figure out like where Alan's classes were. I don't know why I just didn't ask you. I was skipping like every period. Yeah. So I was in the same it, spot all the time. You would. The thing is like sometimes you wouldn't come to school and so I would be like, do I get to see him today? And then there is like a specific area that I, I generally would see him. And for some reason, I don't know what my health was like in high school, but like I would my lips would be like really big and swollen for I don't know what reason. Was, do you yeah. remember this? I was I was thinking about telling that story a little bit ago, but I was like, maybe not. <laughs> And a lot of my friends were like, maybe you're allergic to Alan. And I was like, haha, but can you be? Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure I Googled it at some point. I just, yeah, there was a couple of moments where you looked up at me and like, <laughs> you were like, Ugh, and you just have these like, I don't know what to call them, but larger. I looked like I had like both of Kylie Jenner's lips as one of my lips. And then like, exactly. like times two. And then also had a shellfish allergy and like went face deep in a crab or something. <laughs> How big would they get? Like, show me right like now. Like, extremely, like, I mean, it, it's like this. But it wasn't even her, her just her, like, lip area. Oh, my God. It was the mm-hmm. f- the frontal part of, like, <laughs> like under her, her nose. Bow? Yeah. Yeah, and it, I don't know why it was so big, and I don't know what I was allergic to. And I would have to take Benadryl, and I was like, I hope I don't see Alan today. And, like, every day that I had this, and it was, like, quite often. I, I don't know. It was, like, almost, like, once a week or something like that. And I would always see Alan, and I would be holding my lips. I would be having my hand covering. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> and it was just 
be oh like, what the hell is wrong I with this girl? I thought she had a girl? mustache. <laughs> I'm crying. But yeah, I mean, I, just, I was just like so enamored with like the pinnacle of what I thought was like the like, coolest and cutest and funniest guy that I'd ever met. And granted, to paint the, like a more correct picture, I wasn't like the coolest kid in high school. I wasn't like the jock or like the yeah. You know what you I mean? No. You know, if I was a listener, I'd be like, was I like the you know the dude with the Letterman jacket or whatever? I that wasn't me at all. No. Yeah, I was cool in like the Megan spectrum of cool, <laughs> also which is weird. like pretty good at video games and yeah. can write a joke. Yeah. <laughs> which is also all you need skinny, to be. tall. Yeah. 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 Skinny, tall, white, blue eyes, brown hair. Like, come on. Yeah, just How can any 14-year-old girl, like, not be just in love with that? I'm sure a lot of people were, but I didn't even, like, I don't think I even saw anybody else, any girl or guy. I was just like, this, it was like the Red Sea, like, happens like, in the middle, <laughs> and everybody else is ancillary. You're like, how have you been breathing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it Kind of in reference to that, my, my story about how... I chose or like wanted to be with Megan was kind of something that I think a lot of people, especially in high school, go through that in, when you get older, it's not as cool when you're like choosing between people. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't have like a girlfriend or wasn't serious with anybody. But when I was in a senior, I mean, I had had three years before that of, you know, mingling and whatnot amongst people. And I had two other people that I had like kind of been talking to. And I think that when Megan... I guess like, you know, we started talking to each other. I mean, you were you were definitely making a point to talk to me and I was this is after I was race, just leeching on to any time I saw you. Were, you would just like very I was I, obsessed with you. I think when you're not as when someone's not as observant or whatever, it just seems normal like but I, you just would yell things at me. Oh. And I could see that you were behind me and you would like be not looking at me but trying not to look at me. <laughs> Like no. the eyes where the I'm looking, like I'm looking beside you, but you know, I'm looking at you, Irene. Oh, and no. then after a little while, she would like make a comment about something. So I like at some point, it was very apparent that she wasn't just say like talking. To <laughs> I you. had no game. I mean, how was I supposed to You weren't to supposed know? to. You weren't supposed to. That's, I was just like, hi. But that works. You I'm know? here. Yeah. For me, it wasn't like, a, oh, my God, I saw this like 14 year old girl cheerlead because I can't say that at any age and that be okay. <laughs> But in this moment, like f- when I had been, you know, conversing, whatever, with two people that I was somewhat interested in. And then it was like, oh, it was uh, like she separated herself in whatever. I mean, maybe it was the fact that you were so like innocent and there was no game and there yeah. was whatever. It was it was easy to be natural. So. Uh, yeah, I was just like so purely innocently like this oh is how gosh. I feel. That I'd, That's the one thing about like first loves is you don't know anything you don't have any filters you don't have any pain yet you don't know how it can end up so you just give yeah. all of it and i always say that like that's the most pure love i think you, that you'll ever yeah have and and one thing that's even it, that i find really interesting about it too and it's kind of psychological is that those people are and this is this might be a little like darker than it should be but that's how people either come from these situations as like really refined and and can be sought as good but also how people leave those things with like some really like lots of damage, right? Those people not only are like very influential in who who you become or who you are at the mm-hmm. time, but who you become even in your personality. Like Megan and I, whether it's apparent and always or not, shaped each other like a lot. Like our humor, mm. like I gained some of hers, she gained some of mine. Like we taught each other as we went. And so it's I guess this is a little off topic, but in like for first love's sake, 
it's more than just, you know, meeting someone and having butterflies for the first time. Like you're like shaping a lot of writing, a lot of, you know, your code in that point. Um, yeah. And so I think that's why she and I stay connected to this point is because, you know, when we see each other and when we fall into a conversation, even after a year or two years of not talking, we're like, oh shit, yeah, we've known each other this whole entire time and nothing's changed because it would be us that would have to change completely for that to happen. Yeah. That's it's so weird. It, yeah. It's like you're like, like a blood bond without being bl- gross. We need a break. Let's <laughs> take a break. This is an advice podcast and we'll get there. Don't you worry. <laughs> we're just giving you advice about the truths of love. Yeah. <laughs> we're setting you up for how your life is going to end out for anyone listening. Uh, after our break, we're going to come back and answer your questions. But right now you can find another piece of advice from Alan on MeganBatoon.com slash podcast along with those prom photos. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, try and help some people now. Okay, question one. So I dance at this studio and have been there for a little over a year. I'm there so often that I've actually become one of their in-house graphic designers and help with the front desk from time to time. This cute guy recently started coming to take beginner classes, and I see him at least once a week now. I took a beginner class just to have my chance at a meet cute with him. However, he always leaves right after class, so there's no time to have a conversation with him about the class, which is my tactic to start the convo. How do I get this guy's attention? I need tips on how to get the courage to ask him out or even just getting to know him. Thank you. Awkward meet cutes. Whoa. <laughs> can, okay. Can you, what was it, meet cutes? Meet cutes. You know what a meet cute is, right? No. <laughs> I heard it's... meat cue. I thought there was like some waiting in line for <laughs> for meat <laughs> for its cold cuts or the something. Deli li- the deli aisle. <laughs> a meat cue in movies is basically when two characters run into each other and um, then they become some sort of in love. Stuff that doesn't really happen to exactly. Gotcha. It's very romanticized. It's a rom com thing. Basically, when you run into someone and all of their books fall, and then you pick their books up, and now you have a date. Right. And you look into their eyes, and it's slow mo, and it's all. And her lips are swollen. Yeah. He's running away on track. He's not even there because he's not in school. <laughs> it's the it's that whole thing. I graduated, by the way. 
<laughs> so <laughs> nice, dude. She's trying to meet to have a meet cute with this guy, but he is always running away right after, which is sad because I I wonder if I've ever gone out of my way. I probably have. I think in our scenario, I've probably gone out of... Actually, I have a story before I ask anyone else a question. Uh, there is... I don't know if it's the same in everyone's high school, but they have like a lunch A and a lunch B or like a couple different lunch times. It's so, so they, that the entire population of the school isn't at lunch at one time. They break it up into sections. We had a really big school. So I had like A lunch, which is like at 11 in the morning or like 10.30. Like you're not hungry yet. And so, like, A lunch would be 11-ish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ellen motioned like I'm always hungry. And true. <laughs> and he's correct. So All like, of our stories we've told right now are associated with food. I Gators, know. M&Ms. <laughs> like. It's very on brand. But anyway, A lunch is at, like, 11. B lunch is at 12. And C lunch is at 1, say. And so, Alan and, like, the usually the older like the seniors had like a specific lunch so that they're kind of all together. And so sometimes I would have the gall to skip a class so that I could like be in his lunch for no reason. And this was big for you. This was huge. I never broke the rules. You vowed to not curse your entire life. What? Remember when you vowed to never curse your entire life? Yeah. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) I remember. Yeah. I was like, I will never curse. And I, we were in the car. It was you, me and Tony. And you guys were like, just say one cuss word. And I was like, I won't. I will never. And I think I said my first cuss word that night. And then I just down the hill since then. Yeah. You said like the cutest F word I'd ever heard one time. <laughs> you like couldn't even say them and it sounded like a bad word. Like it got changed for a moment. You'd be like, fuck. It was, yeah, I was a very timid little girl. I knew nothing. That's and I know of- everything now. And that's what's <laughs> so great. <laughs> But, like, have you ever gone out of your way to go be in front of a girl? So I think that it kind of, for me, this question is how much tact do you want to put into these things? Because you can, I mean, if you, you know, like you said, have the goal to have a moment with this person, whether it's forced or not, you're going to get, like, a result, right? He's either going to be about it, not about it, totally caught off guard. It's gonna be what you thought it was or completely the opposite. Um, what my, typically what I would do is like, you have to have some, you have to ease into it at some point. Um, find this person's Snapchat or Facebook. You know how when you get a, and you, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like you get added on social media by something. Yeah. But typically you're like, even if you don't know this person, you're like, okay, there's some connection here. This It's very rarely ever like super weird. But if you, that happens, you slowly ease like your worlds together in a little bit so mm-hmm. that then the next time you see or talk to this person or have that moment, it's not like the first initial contact that they've ever had from you. They know your face. They've probably looked at your profile if they're like anyone is nowadays. And then you kind of can like ease into it. But I kind of respect like the straight up just lay it all out there. But I think that you have a way higher probability of like root, like having it not happen at all ever if you do that. Does that make sense? If you go straight for it and re- exactly. instead of like going in these back doors of digital world. Is that what you're saying? It could be digital. Just some, you have to create some type of like common ground. There has to be some sort of connection because you can't, if you have an embarrassing moment, there's no backtracking off of it. If it's like the first initial contact, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like say you're friends with them on Instagram for a little bit. Always play the long game. If you're thinking about it, if you, if this person (laughs) is like someone that you're actually interested in, make sure that you have a long-term perspective of this because if you like, say you're on Instagram friends then for like, I don't know, two months and 
like they've seen you, you've seen them, they have some idea of who you are, et cetera. Like you can then talk to them for the first time and it not seem completely weird. Yeah. I think that's what this generation has like a leg up on when I was trying to talk to people when I was younger, because now you do have Instagram and you do have, we had AOL instant messenger and you had to be on the computer at the same exact time of this other person. And when their door opened, oh baby, you got bold. Their name is in bold. It's so funny that like a lot of the people listening has no idea what I'm talking about, but like you, it, we're so connected now that you're always online, right? Like you get a message whenever, but like getting online after school and seeing like your buddy list. I really didn't have that many people on my buddy list. I knew like five people. Oh, give us these sound. Oh, the door. Stop. Don't play with my heart like that. Oh my gosh. Hello, baby. Oh my God. Ooh. Yep. Oh, and you remember? Ooh! Oh my God. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? <laughs> Which one's that? Uh, you remember? <laughs> That's when I that hungry. Was my son. <laughs> It wasn't even yeah she wasn't playing that no do you remember like this like the um like this like the uh the meta uh of conversating through aim like if you were mad at somebody you sign on immediately and like go straight to away, away. message yeah and yeah or, oh i remember i was so sad one time because this was like we had been dating i think or talking and then like we weren't anymore and you put in your profile which i hate and still to this day it makes me like cringe <laughs> um you said like it was a Lil Wayne song and it was like now my grandmama ain't the only girl calling me baby. Do you remember this? Are you positive that was me? Yes. I feel like I didn't <laughs> listen to a Lil Wayne song until I was like in college. No. And I was mm. like this hurts. I'm leaving. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like a, I would be on my dining room table messaging you from a laptop and that was like the coolest part of my day. Remember the sidekick days also? I know. I think if you had a sidekick, you were the coolest person on the planet. I remember I got a sidekick and you were like, you're a, like, you're a sidekick kid now. <laughs> you're a sidekick? She, yeah. <laughs> nice. And she still had like a, you know, your device from like the 90s. I had a Nokia. That I still have. You do have my old phone. Yeah. It has a picture of you and Grace. Um, it's an Eagles phone. It's covered with uh, It's an Eagles phone case yeah, that she, I got at the mall. And it has a picture of you and Grace taped into, like, the battery cover. <laughs> yeah, it's highly nostalgic. Yeah, I was I was briefly obsessed with the Eagles when I had no idea just to, like, be a fun person. And it just, you know, stuck with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything about the Eagles or sports in general. Ask me a sports question. Alan's huge into sports. How much is a layup worth? Three points. Oh, you're li you're a layup? A two points. There's a three-point line. A three-pointer is a three points. There you go. Ask me another one. <laughs> uh, Best out of five. Okay. Um, name one Philadelphia Eagles player. I know you can do this. Donovan McNabb. Boom. Next. Uh, what jersey did you have? Curse. There you go. What's that's? These are personal questions. Who won the Super Bowl last year? Um, the Eagles. There he pointed he to himself. He just motioned to himself. Yeah. I'm not the Eagles. Yes, you are. What What's the uh, NFL categorized into? Uh, what? Like two teams, <laughs> two teams that two, win. It's just the Eagles and the Cowboys. That's it, baby. Wait, the NFL is categor categorized in into um, professional and college. Okay, I don't know. We've lost her. <laughs> Let me ask you a cheerleading question. Okay. How? Um, what happens if someone goes out of bounds? They get points deducted? That's just context clues. What's it called when you throw a person up in the air and catch them? 
Um, hold on. Wait, don't, don't. Let me, give me a second. Um, By gripping their feet first. Yeah. It's not, I want, it's not a mount, is it? Uh-uh. It's a fly. Nope. The people are called flies. <laughs> Flyers. Yeah, but they're not called flies. And you were always the one that held the ankles. Because <laughs> I was thick. That's untrue. I was. That's a back spot, and I was a main base, which is the main thing besides Obviously. the flyer. Um, Irene, what is the answer to my question? Basket toss. No, but very good. I thought that, that's an answer to the basketball question. Uh, no, a basket toss is when you're standing <laughs> on the hands. Oh, oh, I like see. This? If you're gripping the hands, it's you're cr- it's a cradle. This and this are different. This and this are different. Oh, no one can see. I'm. <laughs> Whoever asked this question is like, man, when am I going to get my answer? <laughs> okay, let's go back to the question. I think the last thing that you said that was really pertinent about it was that um, how we have a leg up on them because we have such like intricacies. Now in we do. But yeah. It's also like at the same time a disadvantage because when we were doing our thing back in 2005. There was so much anticipation, so much excitement. And this yeah. is how, like, this is, like, the common desensitization argument that, or, like, conversation that everybody has. But nowadays, like, say, what's our viewers or our listeners' awkward name? Awkward meet-cutes. Aw- awkward meet-cue. <laughs> not, it's not a meet-cue. <laughs> like, if, if they were to take my advice <laughs> and, like follow this person on Instagram, get them to follow back or like find their Snapchat or whatever. Number one, let's go backtrack a little bit. I'd love to know. How do you get someone to follow you on Instagram if you don't know them? Do you do a like fest? Do you like a lot of their photos until it goes in their notifications or what? I think if they're not, sorry, I think if they're not um, like Insta famous, like you pretty much see everyone that adds you. And And then you'd like and you go, what I do, go, I go, who is this person? Unless it's like, unless I can tell I clearly don't know them, I go, who is this person? And if I know them, I'll follow. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if if he were to recognize her yeah, when she Yeah, and did he that. would because they see him at least once a week. So this yeah. is not a bad idea. Yeah, but the only issue is, is that if, say, he lurks her, mm. he can already make up his mind. She can already make up his, her mind from what she's seen on his. Which is so bad. It is bad, right? It's bad. It's good and it's bad. It has its pros and its cons. Like we, like you said, they have more tools. You have more ability to maybe save yourself some time. You can, yeah. you, sometimes you can get a, the, the correct like image of someone from something like that, but sometimes you can't. Like for mm. us, if you were, if I had seen you on Instagram or something back then, you're like 14 and are, all your friends look like children or whatever, <laughs> you know, maybe I would have been like, no way, but well, yeah. it caught me off guard, right? Right. So that that's why I feel like even though we have like a leg up, we also have leg down. Like we have one leg up and one leg <laughs> one down. Leg We're up. in full splits. <laughs> uh, I'm in pain. You're in a basket toss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how do you she's asking how to get a guy's attention reg- with with or without Instagram cuz you don't want to give it all away online cuz there's nothing to do in person. That's I think I've at one time I I met a guy um, online, kind of. I think I think we met on Instagram, or like we we had a mutual follow. We were both in kind of like the comedy space, and then I I ended up really liking him online, speaking like texting all the time. And then I met him in person, and I realized like, oh, there's so many nuances that like I'm not down to sign up for. Sure, that's that's what's a little bit scary now because you're kind of like if you put all of your effort into trying to decide what someone is like because of their profile, yeah. you might be missing a lot. You get 
you get the um, convenience of being able to not like not having to jump off a cliff to get someone's attention by being able to ease into it and connect with them via texting or it's normal to not have ever hung out with someone and to just be connecting with them digitally in today's world. Well, how weird is that? It's super weird. I mean, that's like a chat room back in the day. But it also, again, has its like pros in which you can wean out a lot of people in the in the inverse, right? You talk to somebody and you see their profile or whatever, and maybe you didn't even have to meet up with them to see that they weren't what you wanted. Yeah. But maybe you miss out on somebody that you're just like, maybe they're not very good with cropping a photo or, you know, you like you can see like someone's eye for something, but then you meet them and you're like, oh, you're way cooler than I thought you'd be, which is terrible to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, it is a big like, you're riding on a lot if you just judge. I mean, you shouldn't judge right away anyway. But, like, I think it was always... The good thing about this girl and this guy is that they have an opportunity to be in person with each other. So if they didn't have Instagram, in this particular instance, how would this girl get this guy's attention? That's what's really hard because he always leaves right after class. So she can't even, like, she can't, like, run behind him. I feel like you probably have the best insight on this. Like, say in your dance classes back in the day or currently or whatever, like... I feel if I was in that class and I was the person looking to talk to someone else, I would just make sure that I was next to them or try to be as close to them as possible during it and make it look as natural as possible. Mm -hmm. Because at some point, myself or that person is going to be doing a move wrong or going to be off count or something. Right. And it's easy to be like, hey, like this or whatever. Yeah. And then you, right after, you know, time or whatever, you go back and you say, hey, that was awesome. You got that. Like, what's your name? Where are you from? I, I haven't seen you here. Like, very. And it, all of a sudden. Wow, you just did it. You should go help us. Here's my, I think that's a great idea. And I think like, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think Irene and I have had this conversation before. It's like, I think that if you ask a guy a question, he feels much more invested yep. in giving an answer because he feels a little bit more powerful. So right, like, you're empowering Oh, I him. can't open this jar of pickles. Like, we got it. We well, have some I, muscles. There, if he's like, if he's a thinker, if he can like, if he's aware of what's going on, for me, that's like a, like when I, when someone's asking me a question to empower me and I can see that that's what's happening sometimes i'm just like that's a little bit you know it's i guess it's too simple for me this is and i read a, an article or a book that was like when you ask people when you say this to someone everyone's attention is so invested in you and it's this, just this one little thing that you can say in front of anything and the the little quote is let me ask you something because you're already like oh you want my opinion right. and i'm listening and i feel like it's worth it to say what i have to say yeah there's very there's a lot of nuance in how you say something to someone you could we could all say something to someone completely differently while saying relatively the same thing right the same sentiment behind it but the way that you yeah. set them up for something like hey let me let me let me ask you something it's very like empowering of a person it shows that regardless of how what you think their opinion is going to be that yeah. you are anticipating that you're going to respect it that you want to listen to them right right and i think kind of one of the like main points in this situation is if you only think that you're going to get one or two or maybe three shots at making an impact on someone being authentic with someone, even if you know you're aware of some of the things you're saying to get them to open up or whatever, as long as you're authentic with them, you're ask, ask them a question that you actually might be genuine or genuinely interested in. Like if they say this person leaves every day after, you don't know where he came from. You don't know why he started the class. Maybe it's to work out. Maybe it's because it's always been like if you can generally be interested in why he's potentially coming to that class that's not something that can fail, right? You can't look back on that and be like, man, I asked a dumb question. Because you right. asked something that was like honest. Yeah. I completely agree. What? Uh, <laughs> I have a 
Alan's answer was so good just now that I want to take back with it. Because I was going to say, because this girl kind of, not that every situation's about who has the power, but she sort of does since she works there. She works there, and she sees him every single day he comes in because she's working at the front desk every my, now and then. My should-do-would-do situation. Okay, should-do. Should-do what you and Alan are saying and be like, hey, like, let me engage in a solid conversation with you. Uh-huh. Because you're right, you can't go wrong, and it's like a genuine, I want to hear what you're saying. If I were her, mm-hmm. I would say, hey, Jonathan, um, after your class, would you mind coming back uh, to the front desk? Because I think I have a problem with one of your forms. I just want to make sure I have the right address. Uh-oh. And he'd be like, oh, for sure, sorry. And then he would come back, and I'd be like, oh, you know, it's totally my fault. I was looking at the wrong thing, but um, thanks so much. Like, how was class? Yada, yada, yada. And hopefully that starts a conversation. That'll work. I mean, that, see, those things don't have to be completely separate, though, right? You can get that conversation going by doing something like that and then implement something like that's purely authentic, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes the, I agree, you, 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 there's a dance in every relationship or in everything that's a, like could potentially happen. You and in to, this studio. Right. And yeah, <laughs> that. But you, so, I mean, at, at the end of the day, people have to at some point play the game a little bit. You talked about it on a few of your, like, you have a hand. And mm. no matter how honestly you go about approaching, like, intentionally going about your interaction with someone, you're still playing a, a kind of a game. You know what I mean? Because as sad as it is to say, if you don't play your hand to some degree, you're you won't be noticed unless, you know, I don't know, something's meant to be or something. People yeah, unless you're that. 14 years old and you have no goddamn idea what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and you're spilling your bones on the sidewalk. Spilling your bones. Sidewalk you know, of a cold stone. You know, I really like oh when, I like when, you see this a lot in movies with, um, I like when women make, like like you said, your joke about, or no, not your joke, your comment about bringing him back to the desk or whatever. If you were so obviously not doing that by the time I got over it, like, oh, sorry, I just wanted to, I got it all figured out. I'd be like, I respect that. <laughs> like, I, I can I can deal with that. Like, if you were just like, sorry, how are you? <laughs> because, I because if you knew what you were doing, like if it was, if it, if you were like, yeah, I'm just shamelessly bringing you over here because I wanted this. That would be you. hot. If I you like told that. him, I think if you, I agree with you. Yeah. So this is a good workshop of what, what she should do. This is what Megan and I do for texts. Oh my all gosh. The time. Any text that we send is not the first draft. It's not the second. It's the 42nd. It's likely the 42nd. <laughs> but I do think that if you, if you bring this guy, if you bring Jonathan to the front desk and say, come after, I think if you just lodge into like, I didn't really know how to start a conversation. I think you're cute. I think that's very cool. That's a I'm play. interested right now. That's, that's a, a cool girl thing to do. Whoever Meet Q is. Um, Meet cute. <laughs> when she gets this answer, I really want to, can you email whoever it is that you email and fi- I want to know what happens. But I would love to see if, if this will be okay. Would you like, Alan, would you like if a girl was like, I didn't know what to do. I just wanted to tell you were cute. Like, just like that forward. Yeah, that's kind of cool to me. I, I think it's dope. A hundred percent, because it shows a lot of strength because one, you're not, you're you're clearly not worried about the response. Mm-hmm. If he said like, oh, that was cool. Like you you have the wherewithal, like the stature at that point from my perception to, if I said no, you'd be like, 
well, screw it. I shamelessly brought you up here and told you, like, why would you be pissed off or upset if you weren't interested, right? So I think people like that that I have actually done things like that to me in the past, I've ended up being friends with regardless. Because, like, but you have it has to be that same type of person. Do I think also that if is there a guy out there that would be, like, really weirded out by that? Maybe, but then he's probably not the guy yeah, that you really get to know anyway. Yeah, he's not the one. I love it. That's great. Best of luck, awkward meet cutes. Okay, this one's a little bit more serious, so strap in and take a breath. Hi, my dilemma is that I feel like I am beginning to check out of a two-year relationship. I feel like I'm not as excited or stimulated by the relationship anymore and that I'm not in love with this person. I'm cognizant of the fact that relationships constantly develop and rework themselves simultaneously with the changes we make in our own individual lives. But should I keep the love burning, tell them I want to improve our relationship, or should we not be romantically involved and be friends? I don't want to end it and open up my heart again to someone else, but I don't want to stay in something that hurts me and hurts them and isn't fair both ways. From experience, what was it like to move forward with one of the hardest decisions you could make? Looking forward to your response. Sold out. S-O-U-L-E-D. Sold. Yikes! A two-year... What what was your longest relationship? So far... What has your longest relationship been so far? Uh, I think it's ours, yeah. I think it's yours, too. Yeah. That was long. long. How long was that? I'd say with with a few minimal breaks, it was... Everything included, probably five years. Yeah, that's what I would... I think I always say that, too. It was a long, because it was 14, 14, 15, 16. Yeah, there's probably a break somewhere in there. I, th- I think when, right before I moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. And I moved when I was 20. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So. <laughs> I, think, I think two years is right when the relationship becomes super serious. I think there's often get out points at two years, three years, five years. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a couple milestones where, at least in my life, like ubiquitously, people, when I'm talking to my friends, it's like, I'm unhappy. And it's always at that yeah. two-year, three-year, five-year mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I've noticed. I think so, too. Well, it's also because, like, the first year is the honeymoon phase when you're still getting to know that person. Everything is super new. Two years, you've kind of figured out how you guys work together. and But, like, if the spark it, obviously the spark will never be there forever like it's as illuminated as it was in the beginning it, there should still be a line of like yeah I want to be with you still because if not like two years is not that long of a time like in re- in re- relation to a lot of other people's relationships people say like yeah we dated for two years that is a substantial amount but it's definitely you should still be very much in love with that person because if you want to be with them forever two years is a fraction of that time right. oh yeah yeah, I think the second year is difficult because it's in light of the first year. Yeah, you it's kind of like the downswing. You have, yeah, you have such a, it's like a come down. Like you have such a good first year mm. that the second year is like, is the one you work through because you do hit that. You hit a peak no matter what it is. Because chemically, I mean, there's like science behind the fact that these things wear off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the kiss doesn't feel the same. You... Uh, it, it just like anything else, you do it enough times and you see it. And some of the things that you loved but hated about the person, that love has like withers away. And now it's just, you, you know, the little things start to, to mount up. And so I think like end of year two is a very like deciding point of realizing what you loved about the initial portion of it and the first year. And then also taking into light or into account what 
this the second year pro uh, problems that were like that had come forth and deciphering what you want to hold on to and where you go from there. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because going back to Miss Mamula, the teacher that we both shared together, she gave me a piece of advice <laughs> that I just remembered right now. And she said, the things that you love about Alan, you're going to hate about him in 10 years. <laughs> like the like the cute or not even just, yeah, but like anyone, like the, the little like ticks in like little nuanced things that you like so much about a certain person. They're just going to be overflowing in anything that they do, just even them breathing. You're just going to be like, stop breathing for once around me. You know, like you get so like used to it and then you don't realize that. Like, and then it's gone. And then you're like, well, I want to hear you breathe. And for instance, like a lot of people love like elusiveness from people. They initially love that like, oh, he's just like, I can't him or her I can't grasp them I can't always keep them and like that's invigorating it keeps things fresh but then you've been together and you're expecting someone to be there consistently and yeah. you're expecting to be like cared for consistently and those things start manifesting in other aspects of their life that like don't really pertain to you other than how it's affecting you know your own happiness mm. and you're like oh crap like this elusive person that made me feel on the edge of my seat all the time because I was for a lot of it is now like I'm kind of over that you know what I mean? So, I I guess with her, it's it's really a confusing point too. I guess it really depends on how old she is too. Because I remember Very when I was much so. when I was twenty five, it was like the the vast difference of like, what am I doing with my life? Like right. this isn't a relationship that I, I think is going to last, and I should get out and do what I think is best for myself. And as she mentioned in the email, like she seems like she has got a great head on her shoulder. She knows that you're going to like ebb and flow in a relationship as you do in your own lives too. It's like you have like three different like lines or rivers like in like this tertiary one is like the one that's kind of the least important at that time like you should be focusing on your life he should be focusing on his and then this relationship one is kind of like the amalgamation of that it's it's whatever happens outside of you working on yourself so it's if you have no spark in that it's either you got to decide if you want to reignite that and then you got to figure out how to do that if it's worth it and if it's not worth it or if you don't want to or if it feels like it's way too much time and effort then you got to get out as soon as you can because then you're just wasting both of your time right i i think like she very like really great question when she talks about the ebb and flows what the the um the valleys in that you know scenario are doing is they convince you that there is no like mountaintop coming. Every time they get longer, you're like, oh crap. Right. I thought it was just up and down and mm. it's just stays down for longer. And it just kind of like, it's, it's like, it beats you down after a while. It makes you tired. You don't want to keep having to like work back up that mountain. Yes. But every time you do, typically, if you get back up there, you don't regret it. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, for her example, there's a ton of context. Like how old is she? How many relationships has she had in the past? What does her future look like going forward? What is a, um, a commitment to him going forward or a non-commitment mean for like tangibly for what their lives look like? Um, I think like a good piece of advice for pretty much everything is time is a teller of all things, yep. right? Um, I was just at one of my best friend's weddings and speaking to his um, his relatives, his aunt, his mom, his, they were all just like, if we can give you one piece of advice in anything, just take it slow. Like don't make a rash decision, good or bad. Mm. If you're really, really into something, let it breathe. If you're really like checked out of something and you have a foot out the door, like take a step back 
Like we think that emotions like anger and sadness only happen in like spikes, but really they can be longer term windows of things, right? These things happen for maybe a couple months. And, but we think if they happen for longer than like a day or two, or even a week, that they're things that are going to stick around forever. And then, you know, that's where the regret comes in. You lost someone that you shouldn't have given up because you didn't give it enough time to breathe because naturally you reacted to how you were feeling. So, and she might've thought through a lot of these things, you know what I mean? But right. It kind of seems like rereading this email, it kind of seems like she is on the downswing of the relationship and she doesn't want to save it. So it, I hope I'm not putting words in her mouth, but if she does want to get out of this, cause she mentions that she doesn't want to end it and open up her heart again to somebody else, but she doesn't want to stay in it and hurts both of them and isn't fair. So it's like, right. well, if you're being hurt and it's not worth it, get out of it. But now she's asking her exact question is from experience, what was it like to move forward with one of the hardest decisions you could make? And okay, so like we've all been through breakups. She's asking just about the experience of it. I mean, off the bat, it's the worst pain you'll ever feel. (laughs) I mean, besides a yeast infection, (laughs) like what else is that painful? (laughs) Right. There, uh, I read an article that was like annoyance, being annoyed with somebody, because I guess I always am. <laughs> being annoyed with somebody is a sign of a good relationship. But if you're constantly just like on edge and it, nothing's being conducive and you don't, you're not giving good energy and it's not getting sent back to you, then I think that's when you can take a step back and be like, mm, this is probably the best for both of us to just not be together. Yeah. And it will hurt a lot. Especially if you're the one breaking Especially up with them. Especially if you're the one breaking up with them. That's the worst. That's I, why I, you just got to make them dump you. It's... I it, Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you want me to dump you, what are you going to do in our relationship to get me to break up with you? Which is something I have probably done before, but it feels so bad. It's you bad. should not do it. I've You should just break up with the person and then endure that pain because... You, you'll feel better about it. Yeah. But if you were to do this, which you shouldn't, if we're together, you want to break up with me, but you don't want me to do it, what are you going to do as a boyfriend to make me break up with you? Um, I guess it depends, you know, because some people are super aware of it, right? Some people that doesn't yeah. work on. You know, yeah. I probably did this every single relationship I had, maybe minus like one or two. Mm-hmm. I could not get, like work up the courage to break up with somebody. I just hated, I'm like a, I don't like saying no to people. I'm not like a pushover or a yes man, but I hate telling somebody, like I hate, didn't like hurting someone or like, you know, whatever. But I always say yes. <laughs> right. So if someone's like aware, mm-hmm. if this person that she's with is, knows that their relationship is on the rocks and feels that she's been distant and she talks about being hurt. We don't know the context behind that, but like if the writing is on the wall and she's distancing herself a little bit, cause that's what I would do. I would yeah. start making it slowly, but surely you, the time you spend together is a little bit less, not noticeable until it's become more and more and more to the point where you can't like, you can't not see it. Right. Then just like the affection wears off. You don't want to be physical with this person anymore. But instead of like just completely denying them, it just slowly wears off. And so you get both, you get what you want, which is not touching them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But also in any relationship. Right. And then they they eventually feel like something's missing. But if you do it slow enough and over time, this sounds really like psychotic, but if you do it slow (laughs) enough and over time well enough, 
they are not going to notice that it happened overnight or that it was a decision that you'd made. And sometimes you don't even notice it. A lot of times like you're... Yeah, sometimes it's just second nature. Right. When, you're, when you check out a relationship, that's just what happens. And then the super obvious signs of like flipping things on people, like someone being like, hey, you know, why don't we spend the day together? Like, I haven't seen a lot of you. And it's like, well, you've been out too. Like, maybe this is something that we're both doing. Maybe this is like, you start making it seem natural that it's separating, right? Yeah. Which this is so terrible because you look back on it on like, because I've done this. You've probably, we've probably all done this to some degree. Yeah. Oh, it just hurts my heart to like imagine people fighting because like I haven't been in a relationship in so long and I don't remember, I don't even remember what it's like to fight with somebody. And I am blissful. I The way that you know that you are fully out of the relationship is if that person is trying to pick a fight with you and you don't care to fight back. Yes! Yeah. Oh. That's when you know it's done is because you're like, I don't care. When I'm sorry stops meaning anything. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. And yeah. I, I think we have to be a little bit careful because like relational statistics show that more people than not are going to lose like you said sexual attraction is going to be a thing that a lot of people lose right right your right, right. body changes your sex drive changes all that stuff changes and a lot of times people associate becoming distant with someone when a sex drive has gone away for one or both people mm -hmm. as oh we've lost this but then you've heard yeah, yeah yeah tons of stories out there of people where like they say the two biggest things that will separate people are sex and money right and people go to counseling for those things and in my mind i'm like i'm not being counseled back into like you know, any type of sexual situation. Once I have, especially if it takes counseling, it's going to even like make it yeah. all the weirder for me. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, there's people out there like marriage success stories that are like totally redeeming and totally awesome to hear. So like, even though I agree that one of the first indicators is like- For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's different in every scenario. Agree completely. And sure. I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, people would be like, yeah, I haven't want to have sex yeah. in like months. But it's like, oh, no, 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 no. You got to like- You have like a is... hormone disorder and you just yeah. broke up with your- <laughs> It is different for everybody. So 100%. yeah, good, that is- Definitely a good point. Good and on the flip asterisk. side, the, the sex thing keeps people together for way too long also. That's mm. true. Yeah. I mean, there, what's that? It's a saying, I think, that's like you can't get- Un, you can't get over it's a song <gasps> I don't even know what the song is it's on the radio it's a uh, you ain't getting over him it's I mean all the songs pulls the, the plug <laughs> where's the plug to my life <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it it's like a dual oh, I do song that or something. I like that oh song. my god how did you know that I know everything like I already said in this podcast except smart. about sports I know everything about sports. Give me one more question, Alan. Could I love you how your toes just got so like pointed when you, when you said I know that. everything about sports, but look at my turnout. <laughs> one Not more food. sports question for me. This one's worth all the beans. Do you want it to be like an actual like sports knowledge yes, question? Yes, of course, because okay. I know everything. Okay, name me as many oh my God. penalties in, a, in, a, in, a, um, in either basketball or football that you can. Traveling. Okay. Um, uh, over celebration. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Excessive. Um, aggressive conduct. Uh, unnecessary. Um, <laughs> unnecessary conflict. Roughness. Roughness. Everybody is yelling at their car. <laughs> <laughs> unnecessary roughness is every foul in my relationships too. <laughs> and um, also um, the whole like helmet grab. Face mask. Face mask um, thing. Is uh, that's one? Yeah. And uh, oh, uh, uh, the start, delayed start. The false start, or delay of game. <laughs> this is like Megan trying to say every saying. She's like, 
just there, like enough for us to get it. Because this was the lyric is, and if you're under him, you ain't getting over him. So That's like, right. You're you're just there. You're ninety percent right on every. You know question. that Ariana song almost is not never enough. That's about me. <laughs> how many how many did I miss? I got all of them. Yeah. Yeah. You got like a lot of um, partial points that added up to one or two. Yes. Over celebration, I can't believe it's a foul. Excessive celebration. Excessive. <laughs> Which is what I do on the weekends. Uh, did we help this person? Uh, just a tip for her. She may want to get out of this relationship and she may not. Um, or just get through a big breakup that might be painful. What do you got for her? Yeah, I, I think that from her question, she's super introspective and I think she has a good grasp on what's going on. She just needs to be guided to a decision. So I would tell her to rely on her friends. They probably have a good outlook on what's going on um, this podcast, obviously. But hmm. you got to question what, what it is you loved about them and the things that won't fail long term. Oh, my God. I love that. Right. You ask you ask yourself what you what you brought you to that person to begin with, and what of that isn't going to wash away. And then the things that have washed away are those were those the things that were holding you there to begin with. And if they are going, are they if they are fleeting, then I mean, you only have a short life. You'll find your way back together if it's going to happen. Oh my god, that was that was more than a tip. That was <laughs> my whole heart. I think completely, and since I don't want to just tack on something to yours, I'm going to go at it from a, like a very logical standpoint, which it is not necessarily advised, but this is probably what I would do. Um, if I don't know what to do, I just make a pro and con list. And so, I mean, make all the pros about your relationship, all the cons about your relationship, and then maybe, I know, Alan, stop shaking your head. She, pro and con list, like, superstar. I think I still have some of them. <laughs> The movie Superstar? No, no, no. The, the no. You are a. Pro <laughs> <laughs> She's like great title, bad entry music. Con. But you're shit. You the were shirt. The skirt length. You were shameless about some of them. We had a side story really quickly. There was someone you were gonna add or ki or kick off a dance team. Oh gosh. And you. Um, oh yes. And you you gave me a pro and con list and just. I, I'm shameless. The list was this long, and there was fifty emotion, on one side. For a long list. Yeah, fifty on like 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 probably fifteen on one side, and like two and a half on the other. And one was like kind of a con, also, <laughs> like, or like pro to kicking them off, whatever it was. But yeah, and and she just looks at me like, what? Like I don't have that many pros. Because I knew I wanted to kick her off. I just needed. I needed to know. So just take, that's how I take inventory of what's going on is like, see it visually. And maybe, I don't know. I, that's why I think it's weird advice to give, but in a should do, would do scenario, that's what I would do. Should do. Have a conversation. Of course. <laughs> Irene, your closing tip? My closing tip's real bad. Are you going to do a should do, would do, or is this just a blanket statement? My should do and would do is... Ooh. Is break up with him. Oh, I mean, that's not bad. That's but, not like, bad. I think you both had very good, like Alan was saying earlier, like, introspective. What was holding me here? What's great about the relationship? What's this? And, again, like, I myself am a fan of this podcast. And if I was writing in, it's kind of like you might already know the answer. And you just need a little bit of a push. Mm -hmm. But that's a what a push. pro and cons list does. It visually <laughs> pushes you. To, don't take anyone's advice. Just make a pro and con list. And to, right. and to, Irene's, to Irene's point, breaking up with him is action. Staying in the relationship is like 
not. Yeah. Nothing is in in action. You're not, there's going to be like, unless you take active steps towards bettering the relationship, but you're going to, you're going to see what it is you wanted to do once. It's like, like flipping heads or tails. And once you get tails, knowing you wanted heads or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's to me, I'm just such a pull the trigger person that the second I know I Mm want to break up with somebody, I've, I've already planned it and I know the day I want to do it. And like, I just, to me, this, like the it, reading in between the lines of her email of sold out, I I think you want to break up with them and I think you should. I think it's the same as, you know, when they say, when you know, you know, in regards to love. I think it's exactly the same conversely. When you know, you know, you want to break up. Yeah. Yes. And you can waste a ton of time not mm-hmm. doing it. But so also, you got it. what her, th- her last part was, mm-hmm. it's going to, dude, it's going to hurt. Well, of course, so of much. course, it's gonna you kind of just got to build it up, and just one day when you're feeling courageous, just do it. You're gonna thank yourself as soon as you do. I'm, I'm glad I've gotten out of some of my relationships that I thought were the best ever. It's awesome. <clears throat> <laughs> If you have a sticky situation or burning concern, email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign off sleepless in Seattle style so we don't out your true persona. Also, let's try this. Uh, at the very end of your email, write your age because I think that would help us a lot in the future. That's brilliant. Thank you. I am brilliant and I know everything, especially in sports. Alan, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me on. How do you feel post talking about wait because have you ever talked we've never talked about any of this stuff ever we end up having a a, like a drunk conversation every time we come back into town for like 10 minutes before tony or someone's breaking it up (laughs) it is it is highly comical because like we don't ever talk about it yeah a couple drinks in and then we're like hey let's let's connect and then it's like we gotta go there's this is closing (laughs) or like a loose dog is here or someone's calling it's like oh my god the m spilled (laughs) yeah Yeah. but delightful thank you um, rate us five stars also because we just unpacked years of our relationship that we've never talked about and what would help us get back to emotional ground zero five stars on Apple Podcasts bye that was a HeadGum Podcast 